We have new details about that deadly Anchor Point plane crash, the NTSB releasing its preliminary report, along with what was seen right before the crash. My daughter, Kimberly, she meant the world to us. Not only to me and my husband, but to her siblings and to her children. Grieving parents in search of answers, we talk with family members as they provide our investigative team with new documents surrounding their daughter's death in the community of Marshall. And in weather, blizzard conditions blast parts of the Aleutians. It's clear and cold across the mainland. I'll have your forecasts. Plus, Operation Santa Claus. It's a high-flying tradition to remote villages. We'll take you along at this week's Inside the Gates. You're watching Alaska's News Source. National Transportation Safety Board investigators say dash cam video is now playing a crucial investigative role after a deadly anchor point plane crash. Good evening, everyone. An NTSB preliminary report released today details dash cam video showing the small plane falling nose first before a crash in anchor point December 8th. As we first reported earlier this month, troopers say that crash killed a Homer pilot and seriously hurt a passenger. The NTSB's chief investigator in Alaska telling Georgina Fernandez witness video appears to show some sort of wing failure. Georgina? Mike Maria, while NTSB's preliminary report does not conclude what caused the small plane to fall from the sky, a spokesperson says witnesses' video shows the plane's left wing failed. The NTSB detailing this screenshot today is from a car dash camera. Spokesperson Clint Johnson says it shows the Piper 18 in an inverted flat spin that happened before it crashed behind trees. Trooper said earlier this month, 52-year-old pilot Saint Kurt St. Jean from Homer was killed and his female passenger was badly hurt as they traveled from King Salmon back to Homer, where he was from. The NTSB says another witnesses told investigators they heard what sounded like the plane's engine getting louder before seeing it in a flat spin going towards the ground. Johnson says between what investigators found at the scene and watching witness videos, they were able to determine the left, left wing had failed. This next week, uh, 1st of January, maybe the second week of January, we're launching a senior uh, structures engineer to Anchorage here. His intent with his team is to lay that airplane out in a controlled environment, and he's able to, usually able to trace back to find out where that initiating event is. Johnson, Johnson also says the dash cam video does not show when the plane started to crash, it's asking any other witnesses to please reach out to him at witness at ntsp.com. You can find that email right on our Alaska's newsource.com. Maria. All right, thank you, Georgina. And yesterday morning, there was a helicopter incident near Kinnick Glacier. Clint Johnson says the NTSB is still talking to the pilot to get a better idea what happened. The information is still preliminary, but initial information shows six people and a pilot were on board an Alpha Aviation flight seeing tour when it rolled on its side. We received a call from the operator that they had, uh, they had a machine that had experience with it, what's known as dynamic rollover. It's basically when one skid either becomes attached to the ground and it rolls over on its axis. The Alpha Aviation General Manager says a second helicopter was on scene within 18 minutes of the distress message from the pilot when it came in. 
He says two people were taken to the hospital but released within the hour. All right, turning now to the current weather situation, let's take a look outside. It is definitely cold out there. Well, we'll look outside sometime this evening, I'm sure. Yep, How's going out of Jackie Purcell uh, with a first look at the forecast? Hey, Jackie. Well, we're definitely seeing some below temperature, below normal temperatures here in the Anchorage area, even though we saw a little bit of winter sun. Let's check out those current temperatures and looks outside right now. It has been a nice evening here in the Anchorage area. We saw that sunshine just a little bit. A little more cloud cover than anticipated, but still seeing uh, a little bit of sunshine through the day. Our official high at 16 degrees with six for the overnight low. And as far as your current temperature, it has been a chilly one, 14 degrees. Winds out of the north at seven miles per hour. It does put a little bit of a wind chill in there. It makes it feel like four degrees. Blizzard conditions are blasting parts of the western Aleutians. And really it's the uh, storm there as well as into the panhandle that really is the active weather across the state. We're seeing just clear skies for South Central. There's been a few maybe uh, stray snowflakes, but it's just uh, very light. It's going to really just taper off and go away. We'll continue to see clear, cold conditions at night and brisk, sunny winter days all the way through Saturday. Temperatures tomorrow up to 13 degrees and Friday could be about 10 degrees for your high, but a warming trend starting on Saturday into the weekend, by the way, which is also New Year's Eve on Sunday and 2024 by Monday of next week, another year. We'll have more on the forecast coming up. Of, as I mentioned, storms to the east and west of the state. All right, Jackie, see you back in a few minutes. Don't forget to download the Alaska's Weather Source app to stay connected 24-7. You can catch the latest forecast and weather headlines. You can find it anywhere you download your apps. Well, a search team spent a fourth day looking for the missing woman troopers say fell into icy Eagle River trying to rescue her dog. The dive team says one of its primary search tools is now broken. The dive team searching for 45-year-old Amanda Richmond Rogers, who's known as Mandy, says cold weather means they need to raise money to fix their tool, known as the sector scan sonar, which they use on every winter mission to increase diver safety. Their chainsaw and ice auger also need to be repaired. Richmond Rogers disappeared December 23rd. Troopers say after their search team debriefs tonight, they'll talk about whether there are still areas of interest still to be searched. And tonight, Alaska's news source investigates continues our series of reports on a Marshall, Alaska mother of seven's death. Her family providing our investigative unit with some new documents, which investigative reporter Rebecca Palsha breaks down for us tonight. Rebecca? Well, two weeks ago, we first told you about a mysterious death in Marshall. We now have the final autopsy report provided to us by the family. All was bright, like a shining star. That star dimmed when she died. The last person who spoke with Kim Fitka Odeman was her mother. It was a violent night. Kim had been drinking. That's what everyone agrees on. She didn't indicate why she was hit. She just called me up and told me, Mom, I got punched in the mouth and my lip is bleeding. Then she goes, oh, I got to go stop a fight. That's the last time anyone heard from Kim. It was June 15th, a dangerous night in the village of Marshall, a place where less than 500 people live along the Yukon River. Well, there was a lot of shootings going on, I guess, and other violence that was happening, like the night before. And um, 
I think that's my, maybe what they were talking about. I think there was a stabbing that happened, and uh, somebody got shot. Alaska State Troopers say they're investigating crimes that may have happened that same night in Marshall. But as of now, the investigators say those had nothing to do with Kim's death, and the autopsy shows Kim drowned and her body only had faint contusions that were insignificant to her death. But as it stands right now, uh, Kimberly was highly intoxicated, the river was extremely high, and she, her cause of death is drowning. Um, with no evidence to support that there was any injuries to the body that would have been um, consistent with foul play. Why believe that when you weren't even there to investigate what happened? Wouldn't you be suspicious too? Those suspicions run deep. You know, when my daughter went missing, the thoughts that were going through my head is, does my daughter's life matter? They say they know who killed Kim. Everyone in Marshall knows. And the troopers would too, the family says, if they had done a thorough investigation. We've been expecting for the last six months to get a proper investigation on what's going on, what happened. Hopefully they'll find out what happened to her, my daughter. She wouldn't just fall into the river and land 115 miles down the river for no reason. Something had to happen. But troopers insist they checked every lead and concluded that what happened was clear from the autopsy and the investigation. She was a 0.290 on BAC, her blood alcohol content, and she had high levels of uh, isopropyl alcohol in her bloodstream as well, which means she was ingesting either hand sanitizer or rubbing alcohol. And that comment further infuriates the family. You know, we were surprised that uh, the trooper said she ingested those items that he had said over the air. Because we never seen her do that. But the local community knows that she wouldn't ingest those two. And we know it, her parents, her uh, children. And that's where this story ends. For now, we're not stopping until we find out what happened to her. The Alaska State Troopers tell us they have no plans to return to Marshall to continue the investigation, but will if the family provides new evidence. Rebecca Polsha, Alaska's news source, investigates. Rockslide cleanup is being suspended, and a highway is being closed tonight. The Alaska Department of Transportation says the Haynes Highway will close at mile 15 at 9 tonight. DOT says crews have been working to clear recent rock slide debris, but today more fracturing was found on the rock, and there, that, and there is what DOT called a large hazard above the roadway. Flagging crews will be on duty until the road closed tonight. DOT says it will reassess in the morning. Well, still ahead, it's an annual tradition. And an annual Christmas gift to remote Alaska villages. We take you along on Operation Santa Claus in tonight's Inside the Gates. You're watching Alaska's News Source. Well, it's a long-standing tradition that spreads joy to a handful of rural communities across our state. Carly Shrek tells us about a special Christmas operation by the Alaska National Guard, the Salvation Army, and, of course, Santa.
It is one of my absolute favorite things that I get to do every year. Sending the spirit of Christmas across the state. I love Christmas and I love the um, joy that we're able to bring and share with communities throughout Alaska. The 2023 holiday season marked the 68th year for Operation Santa Claus, a partnership program between the Salvation Army and the Alaska National Guard that collects donated gifts and distributes them to children in remote villages. We had Operation Santa in Gullivan and Operation Santa was last in Gullivan when I was little. This year, the operation, which of course took Santa along for the ride, visited the villages of Gullivan, Koyuk, Tuluksak, and Fort Yukon. And the appreciation extends beyond the communities. I got to learn about a new culture and a new town, and, and that was uh, not only beneficial for me, but I hope that we brought some, uh, some joy and hope and peace and love to uh, this community. And, you know, it's just really neat uh, interacting with the people and, and the children, and they were really excited to, to see us, and especially uh, Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus. But uh, just, you know, Alaskans helping Alaskans and communities coming together to uh, get through these uh, darker times. It's a welcome reprieve after such an unforgiving year of weather events. And this year particularly, um, disasters have impacted so many communities across Alaska. So whether it was Typhoon Murbach or it was spring flooding, there are special circumstances that really um, can be difficult for communities. So the opportunity to go and to spend the day and to just um, maybe refocus. <laughs> Anytime people are working together and, and doing good for other people and letting people know they're cared about and, and loved, you know, that's a good thing. Giving the kids in these four remote communities a Christmas they won't soon forget. For Inside the Gates, Carly Shrek, Alaska's News Source. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Click subscribe so you can get the latest podcast from Alaska's news source automatically. And stay up to date with breaking news and in-depth reporting available for free 24-7 with the Alaska News Source app.